You might not realize it, but life has a soundtrack. For most of us, it sounds a bit like... But you can always change the station. In hundreds of Delta Airlines destinations, you can turn your soundtrack into a global chorus. Delta. Keep climbing. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Welcome back to The Deal Board, everybody. And we got such a great response from our last couple international shows. We decided to do a follow-up episode um, on Europe. And Andy, both you and I were just in Europe kind of exploring, but also doing doing some meetings and following up with some of our Transworld master franchisees, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a great time to go to Europe for Americans. I mean, the dollar is very strong over there. Uh, and, it, you know, it's just an amazing place. I mean, Par- I was in Paris and we, we met briefly in Paris and we had a, a quick uh, meeting of not only uh, with Henry, our UK partner, with Carlo, our France partner, but, uh, you know, it's just so many great things. Uh, retail is still big, strong there. Uh, lots of mom and pop businesses in Paris. Yeah. I mean, we were talking, we got the opportunity, Al and I did, to sit down and have dinner with Carlo, our our partner in France. And he was talking about how many small businesses there are in Paris alone. I think he said there's like 15,000 restaurants. And he talks a little bit about the opportunity for small businesses and small business brokerage on the podcast today. Yeah. And franchising is kind of blowing up in Europe too. So uh, we talked to Henry and we talked to uh, Michael specifically about, you know, how uh, franchising is doing in in the UK. And we also talk about uh, the impacts of what's going to happen with Brexit, which is the, you know, kind of the elephant in the room when you're talking with uh, the economics in the UK. And uh, of course, we have a very great, a good conversation with Carlo as well, talking about France and the opportunities in France. And you were in the Netherlands and Germany, right? Yeah, we were traveling. We went to Frankfurt and then Amsterdam. I spent some time in Harlem. But I, I think my favorite thing to do now that I'm involved in this career and it's so passionate about small business is really just scope out the environment and small businesses in every city I travel to. And there's just so much opportunity, you know, in Germany and the Netherlands and France, there's just, it's just continues to grow and small business continues to flourish. Yeah. And we're looking for partners in those countries. So uh, if anybody wants to open up Transworld Germany or Transworld Netherlands or uh, Scandinavia, I mean, we have tons of opportunity looking for great partners in those areas. Uh, And our partners now, Carlo Palucci in uh, France, and of course, Henry and Michael Ziff uh, are doing great. We had a meeting on July 4th, which was great. They were all (laughs) wishing me a happy Independence Day, which was kind of ironic. Uh, But we have a very special relationship with the UK. In fact, it's actually called the special relationship. It's referred to that. You could Wikipedia it, the special relationship. And it is the relationship between the United States and the UK. 
Uh, they are our biggest allies in the world. And of course, uh, we were talking about our independence with Carlo and uh, he reminded us that France uh, was a big part of uh, winning our independence, which is absolutely true. Yeah, it's funny walking around Paris. There's all kinds of mini Statue of Liberties everywhere. I'm sure you've seen the, you saw those while you're exploring. There are six of them, actually. <laughs> there you go. And so we saw a few of them. So, uh, and then, you know, uh, there, there was just such great things going on in Europe. Uh, the uh, World Cup, uh, where the women uh, won, obviously, for the United States. And uh, there was the cricket matches going on at Wimbledon. And, you know, uh, just Europe is a great place. It's a great place to do business. Uh, and, we're, you know, we'll put it out there, too, that we can help companies relocate to the to the UK or expand into the UK and France uh, through our partners. Yeah, I think it's important as a business owner, no matter where you're located now, to think globally. I mean, global expansion is a way to grow and scale your company. It's never been easier to do that. And, you know, acquiring a business is a a good method to do it. So I, I think some of the topics that Michael covers and Carlo covers today really give you an inside look of what's going on politically, economically, both in France and the UK, and hopefully opens your eyes up to some opportunities. Yeah. And just for our listeners to listen to the deal of the week or listing of the week also gives you a kind of picture into and a snapshot of businesses uh, that are located in those countries and how much they're selling for. So it's a great, it's a great show. Uh, It's a great general information show to, to understand what's going on. And again, I want to reiterate uh, I never felt safer in Paris. I never, uh, London, I never felt safer in London. It was just a great trip. So I encourage everybody to go over. Yeah, it was an amazing trip. And it's always great too, when you're traveling, you know, for work or for fun to connect with partners like we were able to do and have, you know, our international Transworld meeting at that cafe right outside the Louvre. Yeah. And we, and then we had the UK uh, annual conference for Transworld at the British Library, which is an amazing place as well. So uh, lots to get to. Uh, let's jump right in. Yeah, let's get to it. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098. Welcome back, everybody. And today, as you know, is our international show. And I have Carlo Paolucci from our Paris office. He's actually the master franchisee for the French market and also runs the Paris office in the city there too. So Carlo, welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us today. So thanks for inviting me to the show and uh, let me say hi to everybody from Paris, France. (laughs) Thank you. Well, so Carlo, you know, today we're talking about international markets and just give us an idea of what's going on in France. What's the economy like? Are you guys in an upswing? Um, How's everything going there right now? (laughs) This starts with a nice question. Have you ever heard about uh, the French paradox? No, I have not. Now, in the 80s, France was quite famous because of this French paradox. It was meaning uh, a diet rich of fat, cheese, mm-hmm. meat, wine, French wine, yep. but at the mm-hmm. same time, a relatively low incidence of heart disease. And I'm quoting this French paradox because today in France, we are living somehow another kind of uh, 
French paradox, where France overall is uh, quite a rich country. Uh, it's the sixth uh, largest economy in the world, the third in Europe, after Germany and UK. Uh, but at the same time, it's also, and at the same time, it's also one of the countries where uh, the social protection and care system is the strongest in the world. High minimum wage, high unemployment benefits, uh, uh, very good and free health care uh, and education. Uh, but at the same time, it's also one of the countries where the dissatisfaction among the population is the highest. This is why I'm talking about a new kind of French paradox, a very good social care system, but very high dissatisfaction. And uh, you might have probably have heard about the violent riots, riots and protests taking, per, taking place in Paris in the, in the last months. Yeah, the was it the call it the yellow vest, right? Exactly the uh, gilet jaune, the yellow vest, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this actually is making uh, the situation in France quite uh, uncertain. Uh, if you ask the population, they will be one third saying that the situation is uh, the same as before. They will be one third saying uh, it's going better. They will be one third saying uh, uh, we go much worse. And analysts also are puzzled, let's say. Some of them are confident that the economy is, uh, is growing and the economy will uh, bounce back uh, because of the fiscal measures in place, because of a low interest rate. But uh, they say, anyhow, the economy center is puzzled. There is uh, something uh, that the gilet jaune, the yellow vest will anyhow have left, in good or bad, we'll see. Right. Well, like you said, very uncertain, right? You know, so a really, it sounds like a rich, robust economy, great benefits for the citizens, but a lot of uncertainty in that, you know, 30, 30, 30 split of people thinking, you know, it's going to be about the same, it's going to be a little bit better, or it's going to be much worse. It's pretty diverse thoughts. So, you know, talking a little bit more, Carlo, about how does this affect you know, small businesses and specifically the sm- the sale of small businesses, you know, doing what you do every day. How do you see these high-level trends in the country trickle down and affect small business sales? We don't see it yet a lot because once again, people want to sell their businesses both when economy is growing and then when economy is uh, uh, declining. So we are not seeing a lot of impact yet. Uh, just the fact that the people are a little bit uncertain, they are not sure about the evaluation, the buyers also are a little bit uh, more true, prudent. But the good news is that in any case, the, the interest rates are very low and the financial banking is still quite uh, easy to get if you get a good business and uh, a good business plan. Right, which is always always a good indicator for small business sales if financing is easier to get than normal and interest rates are low. So that's good. It's, it sounds like it's still a really robust business sales environment for small businesses. France is uh, unfortunately suffering from a very high unemployment rate, almost 10%, that is double than the U.S., but this also makes, uh, puts on the market a lot of uh, potential entrepreneurs uh, that are quite uh, sure that the best way to take uh, their professional destiny in their hands is to become an entrepreneur and buy a business. So this also gets to us a lot of potential buyers. 
Right, right. And that's, I mean, that's something good for our listeners to know that, you know, to a certain point, a higher unemployment rate is actually good for sellers in the business sales market because you have a larger number of buyers. You know, where I am in Denver in the U.S., we have a very low unemployment rate right now, and that's limiting some of the buyers that we have um, that are looking for their next adventure, like you said, control their own destiny. Right. I understand Tell me a little bit about, you know, what is the difference of doing a deal in France versus the U.S.? Or are there any differences? Maybe it's quite similar. (laughs) I'm not at all an expert about the process of selling uh, businesses in the U.S. Anyhow, talking with colleagues there in Transworld, I might uh, point out maybe a few differences. First is that anyhow, the business sales uh, and the business brokerage market in France is still small. small. Only the last statistics said that only 2.5% of the businesses are sold every year. And I think that this, but I take that really as an opportunity because we are educating, we are talking with people, and uh, um, there is only an opportunity to grow this percentage of sold business. So this is the first uh, difference. Uh, business sales are still low. Uh, then there is another major difference is about the seller's financing that I understood that in the United States is very important. Conversely, seller's financing in France is very rare, uh, mainly because the, the tax system is not at all favorable. If you make a seller financing, the whole capital gain is immediately taxed, apart from exceptions. Uh, so this makes seller financing very, very complicated. Uh, conversely, the bank finances is still very active, even on small businesses. You, if the business is uh, rightly priced and your business plan is solid, you can finance with the bank up to 70% of the price. And there is also a, a state warranty that protects something like 50% of the, your bank funding. Oh, great. Okay. So similar to the SBA program where the state is guaranteeing a percentage of that loan, but yeah, that's a great program and, you know, some great options for buyers, but also, you know, a a lack of seller financing is interesting, but probably better for sellers too, that there's so many, uh, there's so much bank financing available for buyers that seller financing is really not as necessary as the U S. So it's not, it's not, uh, it's quite rare, but it's not, uh, it's not a big problem. If they, if the business is rightly priced, uh, the, sale, the buyer will find the bank financing. So, Carlo, I know we talked and there was a couple other differences between the France and the U.S. that you thought it was important for listeners to know. So what are those? Yeah, I would quote two more. Uh, the first of it makes our work uh, very competitive, uh, but is linked to the length of exclusive marketing agreement. I know that in the United States... Uh, uh, you always push to have a 12-month exclusive market agreement, right? Uh, in France, uh, in France, this is simply illegal. <laughs> Exclusivity cannot exceed the three months. Uh, so you better be good during the three months. If not, you will lose uh, the listing. <laughs> right, right. You have to be a good broker and keep those clients happy. Exactly, because you cannot have an exclusivity agreement longer than three months by law. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then there is another point that uh, is uh, converse is, uh, is a good opportunity for us is that uh, I always heard in the United States that landlord is king. Uh, and actually in France, the leases are much more 
protected for the tenant. Therefore, there is a large market of leasehold rights. I understood that the United States is more limited to big towns like New York, uh, maybe Los Angeles. In, in France, there is a lot of, uh, a lot of, lot of uh, leasehold sales. Oh, well, that's, that's good. Yeah. In the U S it's still very landlord, um, heavy, meaning like they, they really control the negotiations. And we actually, our second and third episode of this podcast is just dedicated to dealing with landlords. So I'm a little envious of you there. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, Carlo, I know one last thing we wanted to talk about is there's a really big opportunity in the French market, especially for franchise resales. So will you talk a little bit about that? Yes, of course. Uh, it's interesting for two reasons. First, because uh, France is the largest uh, franchise uh, market in Europe. We have over 1,900 franchise networks, and the market is still growing. Uh, and 5 to 10% of franchise business are always on sale. And resale is a very difficult period for franchisors because of conflict of interest between the old and the new franchisors, uh, because of uh, difficult evaluation of a business. Uh, so franchise networks are really interested in having a broker specialized in franchised. And because of United Franchise Group, because of Transworld DNA, uh, I'm really trying to introduce Transworld in France as also as a specialist in franchising resale. And the franchise networks are very reactive to that. Yes, for instance, there is, uh, in, in a few weeks, there will be the Franchise Expo in Paris, that is the largest franchise expo in Europe. Uh, and one of my key objectives is to introduce myself to some hundred, if possible, franchise networks as the preferred uh, resale broker. Right. Yeah. And and that shows one of the the largest in Europe, but one of the largest in the world I know. So a, a large opportunity. But I, I really agree with you as these, these franchise sales and operating in partnership with the franchisor because the franchisor needs to continue running and operating their business profi- profitably and supporting their franchisees. When these resales come up, you know, a lot of them do prefer to outsource that resale to a, a broker that they partner with. So I think that's a big opportunity. I know there's a lot of franchises in France, so hopefully that'll be very successful and fruitful for you um, at that show. We, we, do our, we do all we need to, to do that. Well, Carlo, thank you so much for joining us on the deal board today, giving us some insight into the French market. And we hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks for calling. Hey, Andy, you know what time I think it is? I think it's time to talk about our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Sold. Hey, we're back with deal of the week. And we are here still in London. And we're talking about some of the deals we did. And I got to meet and talk with Amir Hussein. Uh, from Transworld Business Advisors of London. And uh, he just closed a very interesting deal. Amir, welcome. And why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Thank you very much, Andy. Uh, as, as you mentioned, yes, I just managed to close a deal which I've been working on for some time now. Uh, it's a restaurant business, Italian restaurant. So uh, really amazing location just near the Wembley Stadium, uh, bang opposite the Wembley Stadium, really good footfall. And I've been working on this deal for quite some time now, mainly because uh, there's difficulties with the landlords and stuff, but they, but we worked through it. The, 
the main, well, I would say the important thing about the deal for me was maintaining the good relationship between the seller and the buyer. And that was the key to my success in because the seller and the buyer were both really motivated to make sure that this deal goes across the line. It kind of helped and made my job a lot easier because obviously we had lots of hurdles, lots, lots of little obstacles in the middle that we had to overcome. But the fact that everyone, uh, we had a good uh, good camaraderie between us. We, we managed to get uh, the deal and finally just closed yesterday. So I'm really excited. <laughs> Great. Well, congratulations and ring the bell. So uh, what did the business sell for and how much approximately was it making? Uh, the business sold for £65,000. It was it was doing well. It's, it's a unique business in the sense that although it's in a really good location. The way that the owner was running the business was very, he was primarily focusing on the event days when Wembley had the event days. So uh, that's one of the biggest selling points for that business because it's the closest restaurant to the, uh, to the stadium. And uh, it was, it's making good money. It's a profitable business. The rents are good. The rates are quite good. So at the end, the, the person who bought it uh, actually bought it for a very good deal uh, because the seller was quite motivated and he had some other investments to invest in. So it was, a, it, he found it a lot easier to accept the deal. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. And it sounds like good deals for good people, which we always do. Uh, a nice restaurant near Wembley, uh, and somebody got it for a really good price. And uh, that's what we have here at Transworld. So, Amir, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you if they have another place that they want to sell? Uh, the best way to uh, to get in touch is obviously visit our website, or if you want, you can contact me on 7 and I'll be more than happy to help you out trying to find you a really good deal. Thank you. Thank you, Amir. Hey, we're back and uh, we're in Europe and we're talking about Transworld. We're talking about uh, the great things we're doing all over the world. And I am here with Carlo Palucci, our very, very special uh, master franchisor in Paris who's been at this for about nine months now and uh, getting a lot of tractions, has a lot of listings. Uh, we just went through a present. Uh, I went through a presentation with Carlo today. Talking about uh, so many of the opportunities here, uh, not only in Paris, but uh, throughout many regions in France. And there's a ton of entrepreneurial uh, activity here. And uh, Carlo seems to be doing a good, good job. So, Carlo, tell us, you know, it, it, business brokerage isn't as well known here in France. So you're now working on partnering with all kinds of people to get the word out about Transworld. Correct? Yes, of course. We are starting here, uh, partnering with a lot of people to develop uh, our brand and our business. Uh, we are partnering with uh, a lot of uh, franchise networks because uh, we are experts in franchising, because franchising is our uh, DNA, and there is a lot of opportunities in franchise resale, and there is no broker specialized in that activity. So this is our key partnership. Of course, we are partnering with uh, all kind of uh, uh, people that can have, help us be, develop our business, lawyers, accountants, uh, franchise developers, and things are going quite well. Market is easy, a lot of co is not easy, a lot of competition, but we are the best. Yeah, we are the best. And so one of the things you talked about, franchise resales, there are a lot of franchises from around the world coming to France and, and creating... And there, you even showed me a, a, a special tool you have. I won't, I won't talk about it right now, but you have a special tool to help franchisors 
find locations. So if anybody's listening in the United States, if they want to come to Paris or they want to go anywhere in France, you have those you have those connections. Yes, right. We have a very nice and efficient tool where whatever brand looks for whatever kind of locations or business to buy wherever in France, uh, this tool, this tool when it can post its needs and uh, we and all other brokers can help him find the location of their dream wherever in France. Yeah, so franchises obviously can do very well here in Paris. And I'll tell you what, one thing that I'm noticing uh, in Paris, I've been here for a few days walking around, it is still an incredible mom and pop entrepreneurial kind of place. Independent bakeries, independent, uh, certainly the fashion industry, certainly uh, very specialized industries still have great places to do retail. Yes, uh, this, uh, this is mainly true in big towns like Paris, Lyon, Bordeaux, where there is still a lot of independent shops. Uh, and we have a lot of mainstream businesses looking for sales and uh, independent buyers who would like to open their independent shop. But at the same time, we don't have to forget also that France is the largest European market for franchising. We have something like 1,900 networks and probably 80,000 stores that are in franchise. So uh, we have to do both, independent stores and franchising. Right. So uh, if, you know, people want to come over to the, uh, to, to, from the United States to France, obviously they can contact you. And obviously you have a lot of uh, now brokers running around the country uh, working for Transworld and you're looking for more. So if somebody wants to get involved in a great business, here in France, they could contact you as well. We will be happy to welcome whatever broker want to join us in France. Uh, French-speaking uh, brokers is preferable as French people. Yeah, they can s- speak a little, a little, but parlez-vous français a little bit better than I can. So, <laughs> but above all, also really, if you have, if you know brands who wants to come and franchise in France, we have a specific team able to help them at all the steps, looking and recruiting the best master franchisers uh, for France and all the next step, legal, uh, business planning, uh, franchise engineering, down to the commercial development. We have a specific team for them. Yeah, so uh, you showed me your uh, your plan that you've implemented for some other franchise brands, not only coming to here, but also helping them with resales or helping them with new sales as well. So. We have a very dynamic team here in France under Carlo. Uh, he will be expanding that over the next uh, 12 months. To, and of course, he has a five-year plan where uh, he's going to be doing uh, lots of business here. So uh, if you want to get involved with a, a very good company and uh, a, a very dynamic uh, entrepreneur, Carlo, you've been an entrepreneur for over 10 years, right? Yes, it's true. I, I moved from my employee life to entrepreneurs in 2010. I've been a franchisee at the beginning. Then I bought, sold companies, and now I'm the master franchisor of Transworld. And you speak a few languages because you're from Rome originally, I'm right? from Rome, so I can speak Italian, French, a little bit of English with a strong Italian accent, but this helps. Hey, you're doing fine. <laughs> it, it sounds perfect. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you here in uh, Paris, how, how best should they get in touch with you? 
Oh, emailing Sydney, you got my email address C Paolucci, P A O L U C C I at the world.com. Uh, I'm happy to say that I already starting some uh, few contacts with uh, colleagues from the United States for some uh, international opportunities. I'm helping uh, on maybe on some hotels in Italy or France. So, There are some businesses we can do together from uh, yeah, France to international investors. Sure. We have lots of international investors, lots of uh, people looking to uh, invest outside the United States. So uh, Carlo is a great contact. We'd be happy to uh, include, we will include Carlo's contact information in the notes. Uh, if that uh, Italian accent, when he uh, spit out his, uh, his, address. Uh, his address was a little too tough for you. We'll get you uh, his phone number as well. Carlo, thank you so much for the hospitality. It's been great uh, being here in Paris. Looking forward to seeing you again. It was great to see you in Orlando, so thank you. It's not over. We have more to do for today. Yes, we do. We have, uh, we have a few meetings. Lots of good stuff. Thank you, buddy. Say, everybody, hello. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for Listing of the Week. Hey, we're back and it is listing of the week and we are here in the UK uh, recording some great listings that we have here. And we have John Sweeney from Trans World Business Advisors of Southwest London, and he's got a roofing business he wants to talk about. John, take it away. Okay. Hi there, Andy. Welcome to London. Um, yeah, this business is a really fantastic business to get involved in. Uh, it is a aluminium roofing business. It's been around for about 20, 30 years. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, uh, you, aluminum? <laughs> oh, yeah, aluminum. An aluminum business. <laughs> I've got to so, talk like a Yank. <laughs> so, so this business has been doing aluminum roofs uh, for many, many years. The owner, he doesn't want to retire, but he just needs a little help to take the business to the next level. It's already achieved great things as a business. They have, as I mentioned, they've won awards and they have developed these really high-end, really design-focused aluminum roofs all around prestigious places in London. Um, and, um, yeah, he wants to maybe get someone else in to take the business forward. So what's the value prop about the valuation for the business? Um, well, he's consistently doing around £3 million pounds turnover uh, every year uh, and he's taking out about £300,000 profit from that. So, uh, yeah, we've priced it around a million pounds. Great. Sounds like a great deal. Three times the earnings approximately and um, looking for, a you know, it sounds like a great uh, opportunity for someone to learn the business while the old owner is still there, right? Yeah. And also, I mean, I think it's also Um, a kind of a platform business for anyone sort of who's looking to build a construction group um, and to, uh, you know, add it on to maybe like a scaffolding business or some other form of construction that would complement it. So, great. So it could be a good add-on for a construction company. Oh, great. So how? what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Um, well, you can find uh, the phone numbers for the uh, the Transworld Southwest London office, or you can just email me at uh, jsweeney, J-S-W, double E-N-E-Y at tworlduk.com. Great. John, thanks so much for coming in. Hey, we're back and we are talking about uh, an update for the UK. And I am with my partner, Michael Ziff, who's in charge of all of the UK uh, for Transworld, our master franchise partner. He's doing a great job. Incredible entrepreneur. You've heard him before here on our show doing a UK update 
talking about retail, where he's in a, his family has been in the retail business for many, many years. And I always like to talk to Michael about uh, the general economy and what's going on. So, Michael, why don't you give us a little bit of update first, hey, how are things going at Transworld? And then maybe we'll talk about what's happening in the general economy, of course, uh, here in uh, Britain. So good morning, Andy, and uh, welcome to you and the family here in Britain. And uh, it's lovely to have you. And thank you yesterday for uh, taking part in the conference. You really made a big difference. Uh, and I know a lot of people have gone away highly motivated. So thank you very much indeed. Um, I suppose there's really four areas we can talk about this morning is uh, Transworld. Number two, we talked about the political situation and Brexit. Number three, the economics, and number four, the feel-good factor, which relates particularly to sport. Uh, maybe that should be the first thing. There we go. <laughs> In fact, we'll make that the first to be to be positive. So the great news is that uh, England's women's football team got to the semi-final. Unfortunately, you guys beat us. Yeah, um, we'll get over that, uh, but uh, hopefully, we'll come third. Um, but the women, they did well on the cricket front, which is even more exciting. We've got the World Cup going on. We're in the semi-final. It looks like we'll be playing India, um, short of a miracle today. Um, that depends on everybody else, but uh, that'll be uh, on Thursday next week, and then hopefully next Sunday uh, we'll be in the final, and then we'll beat the Aussies. So for you members of Transworld Australia, watch out for England. We just let you by the other day. It's a bit of fun. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I thought that'll get a reaction. No, that's good. That's yeah. good. So back to sort of the more serious aspects of life, trans world. Um, we've had an interesting first half of the year. Um, uh, we've recruited a new franchisee, um, uh, Ian Ogilvy. He gets going next week, which is great. We've got other people interested in the franchise. Um, and that is because the economy um, is showing people that there are opportunities to sell your business and get out of your business. There's... There is no doubt that um, this is a big opportunity for us. Um, get some listings, get some more listings, um, if you've already got a shed load of listings, um, and help you to drive your business. Because as we all know, this is a, uh, a, a business that very much is dependent on numbers. Um, and numbers bring more numbers. Um, we know that... Um, moving on to the economy and, and bringing the two together. Sure. Uh, that we we are experiencing a lot of uncertainty created by Brexit. Um, it's got issues around employment. We, we've virtually got full employment in the country, um, but the people are not coming into the country from other places. The rules of immigration have been tightened up considerably. Um that's neither negative or positive, and it's just a, a fact of life that the government have uh, decided to take a very more stringent view in terms of immigration, um, and that's from all over the world. Um, as far as um, the rest of the economy is concerned, we are looking at the moment at uh, a possibility of interest rate reductions. Uh, Mark Carney, the governor of the Bank of England, spoke um, about the general economy on Tuesday about the state of affairs and his concern about um, business in general. Now, there's two factors of that, uh, two effects of that, sorry. The first is maybe 
the companies are not going to make the same profits that they made before. Therefore, EBITDA is going to come down a bit. And therefore, people are going to have to look at prices for their business if they want to sell to be more realistic. I'm also finding that we've got um, increasingly an older population that wants to sell. Sure. That, in effect, is also having a state of issue about health. I've got five clients, um, which is actually more than uh, 10, nearly 20% of my listings um, are actually more than I can think of it, are people who are poorly. Um, and are really experiencing poor health. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a massive reason for people wanting to sell. And if it, they've not got poor health, then some of their partners have got poor health. Their partners, their, their, yeah. their wives. And, uh, yeah, the aging business, yeah. you know, the aging business population, obviously, is people are going to want to sell. And, yeah. and so they, it's an opportune time to do that as well. Yeah. And they don't, their children don't want to go in the business. They think that it's just time to exit. Um, and then it's the issue about trying to get those people to try and consider how they're going to sell their business. We talked about it yesterday. Um, obviously, they all believe that their businesses are worth a little more than they think it's worth, maybe some a lot more. And then the second part is is the question of cash. And um, we know that the clearing banks have been tight in terms of lending money for many years. That's why we've had the advent of the challenger banks um, and things like organizations like Funding Circle and other funding organizations. And that is where the the money is becoming available to do the deals. But the biggest area of opportunity is to get sellers to agree, if they want out their business, get out the business and agree to some form of uh, Leon on their business with a uh, with them providing the seller finance to sell the business. The one thing it will give them is they won't have to pump any more money into those businesses. Right. And, and that's a real positive for them. And I think it's uh, an area that we can go back and look at much more strongly over the course of the next six months um, to try and, and, and help people uh, get the listing and to sell those businesses. Um, as for the buyers, well, there are a lot. There's a lot of cash in there, a lot of money in the system. There's a lot of people sitting on a lot of cash, and there are a lot of people looking to invest that cash. Um, and therefore, there are opportunities. Most of these businesses, I'm not saying all, but most of these businesses that we get are profitable businesses. Um, it's a question then of agreeing two or three times EBITDAs. I'm assuming non-tech businesses. So some people have got tech businesses, and then it's a question of trying to find a way to manage those situations to get those people to agree with the buyer. There are a lot of buyers out there, and the important thing with buyers is to get in front of them. Um, And that's, again, not a challenge. It's a given. We have to do it. Uh, And I think that we're doing it a lot better than we did a year or so ago. Um, And and those are the people we've got to go and spend time with because those are the guys that are going to make a difference to get the deal done. That's how you get the sale. That sounds great. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's a, a lot going on. Michael is very tuned into the economy, has uh, incredible contacts across the, the country. Uh, there are franchises obviously growing. Uh, there's plenty of opportunity not only to sell your business, but to buy a business. Uh, and obviously, a great opportunity to become a Transworld broker as well. So, Michael, how best to get in touch with you if uh, anybody wants to take some of those opportunities? So um, just before we go to that, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the political situation, oh, yeah, please, please. which we, we missed out. So 
Brexit. Um, as we know, we've got a Conservative leadership which is um, looking to find either a new leader through uh, Johnson or Hunt. Um, we um, Nobody knows at this moment in time who's likely to be the, the, the winner of that contest. Um, we've got a Labour, a Labour Party that uh, is imploding with atrocious leadership. Um, I suspect that um, of the six million businesses in the UK, if Labour came to power, 5.8 million of them will come for sale. <laughs> um, I think that's... Um, that might be a lot too many. Yeah, I think that the world will change, and I suspect there won't be too many bars either um, that will come with that. So, as you said, a little bit too many. Um, not that I'm um, anti-Labour, I'm far from it, uh, but I just feel that the leadership that they offer is horrific. So we've got to hope that we'll get some good leadership from either Johnson or Hunt. Um, and with that, a, an agreement in Parliament to sort out the question of Brexit. I suspect today, um, and I've talked to a lot of people over the last year, that if they did another referendum, it would be overwhelmingly 60-40 to leave. Mm. Um, more and more people, because they believe that the way that the Europeans have treated us has been pretty bad. So more and more people I know are, are of that view. Um, the uncertainty isn't good, um, but hopefully by the time we get to the end of this month, we'll have some certainty. Um, and hopefully in the next couple of months, we will see in the next eight weeks, we'll see a resolution as to the methodology of leaving Brexit. I don't think anybody wants a, non, a, a no deal Brexit. I think everybody wants a deal Brexit. Uh, and it's a question of getting who's going to bend first, whether it's the Europeans or British Parliament. Uh, but let's see what happens. Okay. So um, how do you get in touch with us? Um, the best way is to call me through my mobile, uh, 0772-867-215. I'll repeat that again, 07712-867-215. Or email me at mzif ziff at tworlduk.com. So I'll repeat that again mzif at tworlduk.com. And the good news to everybody is I'm available 24 7 uh, and you can get hold of me anytime, anywhere. Just leave a message on my mobile and I promise I will get back to you uh, as quickly as possible. Great job, Michael. Thank you so much for the thank incredible you, update and uh, thank you for uh, the incredible hospitality to me and my family. We love coming over here. And uh, catching up and doing some good business with our uh, number one ally in the world, the UK. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review. If you have questions or suggestions for the show, visit us at tworld slash the deal board or email us at the deal board at tworld.com.